up to another good, good morning, time to go Three by Five Life podcast. On this podcast, we talk about mindset, mindfulness, productivity, gratitude. Faster each time you say that. I know. I am. I'm just getting better. (laughs) Yes. Just getting better. Self improvement all day long. Last week we talked about choose your hard, uh, and that's become a little mantra for me internally. I really love the concept and talking to the guy I work with about that, uh, correlating to our business. So um, I hope that one resonated with you. Absolutely. And this week, um, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, John Kim's work. He's, he's a therapist. Uh, I heard him speak. And he was in a relationship <clears throat> that went bad. And at the end of the relationship, he realized a lot of it, he had to look internally at himself mm-hmm. and, and started analyzing who he was as a person. And he talks about the, these interesting concepts with pseudo self, solid self, and he brought it back to to the Fight Club analogy. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure most people in here have watched Fight Club. If you haven't, I'm going to say the end. But at the end, they basically so spoiler spoiler. <laughs> so <laughs> basically, Edward Nor- Norton and Brad Pitt, like you realize that they're the same person, mm-hmm. and Edward Norton collides with what John Kim, this therapist, calls his solid self. So Brad Pitt was his solid self. <clears throat> and Edward Norton kept on fighting off his solid self to be, to be his pseudo self. We're going to explain this here in a second. Um, but at the end, the solid self wins out. And the solid self is the one that gets the girl, has all the confidence, um, moves forward with a purpose and meaningful life. And so your solid self is really those the whispers you hear in the ear, your ear, the 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 true person you are internally instead of the pseudo self where you're almost like ripping out the best chapters in a book of who you want to show up as. And, and it's like removing the chapters of your book. So like if you had a book and you have these chapters, you're removing the pieces that you don't want people to see. So when you, when you show them the book, it just has those shiny pieces. And it's that idea of how do you become that solid self that has all of the parts, all of the prickly parts too. Um, And, you know, John Kim talked about that in a relationship when it does go bad, like it's really easy to blame the other person. But I think he utilized that as a catalyst. And sometimes that's what it takes for us to do the work to go like internal with who you are as a person like and and you know to be fully transparent we all do that where we show our best chapters to people and i think that that is something to remember that that's okay you know we want to present ourselves the best way we possibly can but in order to he was talking about from the lens of a relationship and when you are in a relationship whether that be a deep friendship or a deep family member or a romantic relationship in order to be that solid self, you need to give the whole book. The whole book needs to be presented in full transparency and vulnerability in order for your relationship to truly work. Yes, exactly. And he also talks about almost like another way to look at it is like the big self versus, you know, the little self. And and the big self is, you know, loving yourself from the inside out instead of the outside in. So letting all the outside distractions be what drives your meaning instead of who you are internally is driving, you know, your meaning, your purpose compared to, you know, what your, 
what your parents want or what external validation, validation, all of that. We spend a lot of time there, right? In that external validation stage of our lives where every choice that we're making is to please somebody else. And so I liked that idea of like inside out versus outside in. I thought that that was a really good point too, for sure. The other thing that um, he talks about and, and how to kind of like, I guess you can kind of use that inside out as like your compass or like a tool to help you find your solid self. Right. Like stop listening to the noise that's coming in like from the outside and start listening to what are those true, like in your gut feelings of how you want to live and show up in your life. And that would be that solid self that's like speaking to you or whispering to you. He talks about the difference between, and, and on this podcast, we've talked a ton about self-love and how do you um, show up for yourself and you have to have self-love first before you can show up for anybody else. But he um, put it in an interesting way where he said, even more important than self-love is to like yourself. And yes. so love is something that's like unconditional. Like I will love my kids no matter what they do in, in the world. Like th- they can do anything and that love will never, ever go or away. Or certain family members yeah. that you that you just love because of your family members. Right. And so you might have these people in your life who you love unconditionally, but do you truly like them? And so that idea <laughs> of like, and I like my kids for sure, but like, you know, to just the that, idea that- That uncle that, that you love, <laughs> but you don't really like- so like, like isn't a choice or is a choice, yes. right? Like you have to choose to like yourself. And so what are those characteristics or qualities that you do like? And then using this opportunity to get rid of or to dispose of or to let go of maybe some of those qualities that aren't quite serving you. Mm-hmm. And it's like almost do like a, like a check-in with what are, where am I right now with how I like the way that I'm living my life? Am I using my fundamentals? Am I, you know, being the friend or the parent or the spouse that I want to be? And then that's a really nice like assessment tool that then gets you closer to that solid self. Yeah. And and I was reflecting on this and I mean, I've always loved myself. Um, I never would, you know, do want to do harm to myself or anything like that. But I, there was a stage in my early twenties where I don't know how much I liked myself because I think I wasn't living to my full potential. And I knew it. And I was, I was ignoring the whispers going back to solid self. Uh, until I started scratching that itch, you know, I learned to really like myself and there was a big transition in my, in my early twenties there. Because if you want to like yourself, you have to start putting things into practice, right? Like Mm -hmm. maybe it's, you're not happy with the way that you um, are physically, like you're not, you're feeling fatigued and low energy. And so you need to do something to help support that. And so that like yourself is a like assessment tool, but then the actions, like we always talk about that will get you closer to that like. And for you, it was, you let go of like some of the things that were distracting you from your job. Like I remember Mm -hmm. I would be like, you know, I was teaching at the same time that he was working and he would be, you know, sending out emails with funny yeah. memes and stuff. And he'd be like, and I'm like, what was, are you doing? You're supposed to be I was too worried about making my college buddies laugh. laugh right. Like compared it was, to actually working. And so that is where a lot of your like focus and fundamentals <laughs> at work have come in because you have a very strategic like focus blocks. And those tools that you put into place are what allowed you to like yourself in your role as as business professional or whatever. And that's the other thing. You can like yourself in one area and maybe not like yourself in another area of your life. You might really like yourself and how you show up for your kids, but you really might not like the way that you show up for like yourself as a, in a relationship with like your husband. So this is just, again, we always talk about self-awareness. I think this is an awesome tool. Yeah, I agree. And so the whole point of this and the whole point of um, this conversation is then knowing inside like what your true solid self is 
only leads to greater relationships and and support in those types of relationships. And you cannot have the best relationship possible without knowing your solid self. And so it's that internal work first. Um, I love the idea of thinking about like a lot of times in marriage, we think of two people with separate selves. Right. Mm -hmm. And those are, that's what attracts you to that person. Like you're, I was attracted to Brian for specific characteristics that made him totally unique and him. And we definitely have some differences in the way that we think sometimes in the way that we, we like, um, organize Mm -hmm. (laughs) our lives and our tasks. But those things about him, like his solidness and his steadiness and his consistency, like for someone who's very airy and flowy, like that was very attractive to me. And so when we get married, it's like these two people become an us. And with the us, we feel like we have to like do these compromising things where we all, we become like one mesh of each other. Like there's a a part of that that's, that's good, right? Like we do want to become a unit, but then what happens is you start to lose those original pieces that made you unique and that sense of self, and then you become less attractive to each other. And so in this um, conversation, John Kim used this analogy where he saw this commercial one time, I think it was a Viagra commercial Mm -hmm. of these, this couple, they were in like their eighties and they're in two separate bathtubs, but they're like holding hands. And he was like, that is more appealing to me as an end goal, having two separate entities that come together with like support love and and like cheerleading like we always talk about i'm your biggest cheerleader versus like what we strive for in relationships is we're looking for like passion and who's that person that checks all these boxes and a lot of times when we're looking for a partner we're trying to find someone similar to us but that contrast is like what is the beauty in the contrast of finding someone who's not similar to you right Right. so we look at like the picture of like we want you know a hot tub with a woman like all over the man in the hot tub and that's like that passion piece of what we strive for in relationships but what if we redefine that as just finding these two people who have these unique wonderful sense of self that then come together and that that they use that as a way to connect versus like melding or meshing or melting yeah i don't know i just thought that that was like a really cool visual it is a fantastic visual and in this relationship too, I mean, everybody's looking for the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, you know, of what they're striving for, what the perfect ideal relationship for is, or um, what we're all, the house we want to buy or, or this vacation we want to go on. And we have to look for the the coins along the rainbow. Especially in relationships. Especially in relationships. Yes. Because there's just coins sprinkled throughout the rainbow. So as you're going on this journey together, to, to be present in those little, you know, micro moments of joy together. And celebration of like, well, yeah, that present of like what's going well right now. I think that that's in, in really important. We wait and wait and wait for our relationships to be perfect. And when they're not perfect, there's that shame and blame game. And if you can like harness those moments where it's going really well and like shine a spotlight on that and communicate that with your partner, I think that that is so much more powerful than continuing to just like wait for it to get better. Yeah. So I liked that idea too. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, this Anything was something to share here? that we've been, you know, bouncing back and forth since we both listened to the podcast. And I think, for a woman who um, in, in their third, like in your thirties, well, I just turned 40, but in their thirties, I think women specifically, and this might be stereotypical, but I think we have like kind of like an existential crisis of like identity and who we are, especially after you have children. Like, I think it's natural to lose a little bit of sense of self when you're yes. pouring into yep. your family so much and, and men too, but like for women, it's a really big shift. And 
Um, I know a lot of my friends and in myself included, there's been moments where I've lost sight of my true solid self. And so mm -hmm. I just felt like this was such a great reminder of how important it is to revisit those pieces of me that make me unique and that I'm really proud of, that I yeah. really like about myself. Yeah. And so I just thought maybe this could help somebody else too. Yeah. And from a, and from a men's lens, I, I think men, as they get older, they tend to not be great at relationships, you know, nurturing friendships as they get older. I mean, it's just, it's a pandemic across the, you know, at least the States and, you know, being liking yourself, you know, as a, as a man, because you don't have those relationships as much uh, with, with other men is very helpful as well. Mm -hmm, for sure. All right. We went a little over this one, but we were, we were excited about it. <laughs> We hope that you have an awesome week and that that gives you some food for thought and, you know, looking for those quiet whispers from that internal dialogue versus the external and just finding moments to connect back to those pieces of yourself that you really like. Yep. Until next week, guys. Take care. We are all looking for